Hey guys, this is Table Talks with Atari. So. <laughs> just, just you? Hey guys, this is Table Talks with Atari. It's an Table inside Talks look. with MJ, apparently. Yeah, just me. <laughs> so it's an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table, at our table in Charlotte. Ooh, I'm Ash. I'm MJ, and welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we took a one-week hiatus. Should we mention that? We, well, I mean, those, you know, we... If you were wondering, if you're wondering, we did take a break because we're about to explain why. And so, you know, thanks for sitting patiently. (laughs) We're back. And in this upcoming episode, you're about to figure out why we took a break. So uh, I'll give you an update. We're sitting here in Charlotte and we're excited to share with you conversations. We're, yep, that's it. Here we are, love, sitting in our new home in Charlotte. It is wild. And just wanted to talk through over the last, what, two weeks? Mm-hmm. What what has happened in our household? What the cuss has happened. <laughs> and walk through, like, what's happened over the last two weeks mm-hmm. and what all we experienced and how you feel about where we're at today. So I'll start off with the last several days leading up to the move. Mm-hmm. It went from crazy to crazy, basically. Yeah, it was very chaotic. And how did it start off? There were a lot of storms. Yeah, <laughs> specifically. Right, and I think I remember like the Fourth of July, the night before. Yes, yes. We had like an eighteen-hour power outage. Yes, or something like that. Yes. So we had in two weeks. Yeah. We had five total power outages at yeah. our house, which is. Not ideal, but when you have kids and it's hot outside and they, you know, sleep with noise machines and the whole bit is just like, man, everything was obliterated. Rhythms were obliterated. We weren't getting sleep. It was nuts. It was really nuts. Um, It was hot in the house. (laughs) And yeah. So, and on top of that, you know, we're only trying to pack up our entire house and move across state. (laughs) So. And we had to, like, thankfully Judah stayed asleep, mm-hmm. but Evie yeah. was up as soon as the yeah. power went out. Yeah. And so she had to try to sleep with us. Yikes. That was, was, um. Yeah. So there was that. Kicks and I, in the back. And then I just want to fast forward to, like, literally two days before we moved. Yeah. You're out doing your one last thing for yourself where you're getting your hair done. Yeah, I'd set up a lot of like my appointments, last appointments, dentist appointment, hair appointment, and, you know, preparation for Mm -hmm. having to look for all these new places. Right. And so, yeah, I was at the hair salon. This was around dinner time. Mm -hmm. You and my mom had come into town and and Graham Mm -hmm. and the kids were home having Mm -hmm. dinner. And it started downpouring like a massive storm Mm -hmm. and we had been planning to use that night to basically finish up packing this was two two days before we left right to basically finish up the last this was thursday items yeah packing our house and we were leaving on saturday yeah and so i'm at that hair appointment it's my last like hurrah time to myself before what i think is going to be the crazy (laughs) And I get this text from our neighbor across the street that says, 
something to the nature of, I'll come over and help with the water as soon as the fire truck leaves. <laughs> and I Those was are the like, only contacts you have. That's the only contacts. I was like, why the heck are the fire yeah. trucks doing that? Credit to Kim. Right now. To be fair to Kim, she thought you were at home. Yes. And she was incredibly helpful in this yeah, situation. She really was. But that was a very alarming message to get with no context. And so I call you and Mm -hmm. kind of like backtrack from there. Like I said, we had five power outages. All the rain had caused some like draining issues with like laundry and the kitchen. And so those had gotten fixed. But it was just like one thing after another, it felt like from these storms and I had, we were driving that morning and I had said, I don't think I can take another thing. Like I'm pretty much at my cap of what I can handle in this process of like this transition of leaving. So now I'm at my appointment. I get this message. I call you. And what did you say to me, love? I was like, oh man, I was really apologetic because literally that morning we had talked about how we can't have another calamity befall us because we need to be able to get our house packed. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that the moment you reached out to me. Meanwhile, I was literally reaching out to the guys I usually hang out with that night to be like, hey, uh, Bible study's off. Yeah. <laughs> House is flooded. Yeah. And basically what happened is that it rained so hard that the drain to Graham's entrances weren't draining fast enough and it was filling up. Mm-hmm. And I guess it got clogged. And so it was like a scene out of the Titanic where it had her door, her front entrance door and her kitchen door had filled up to halfway, like pretty much basically where the, where the handle is with water. And it was so much water is like surprisingly heavy and it was so heavy that it was gushing out of the sides of the door frame. And so basically you call me and I'm like, at that point I'd already called Ray and Jacob mm-hmm. and texted our realtor. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is happening. And then also called 911 to just have them turn off the power downstairs mm. because it had started flooding mm-hmm. and there's outlets near the floor and that electricity and water is pretty dangerous. So we had them go down there and turn off the power, which is at the point where you called me, they were literally pulling up on our street. Oh, wow. So I was like, Hey, Sorry. But the fire truck is here. I have to go. Yeah. And I was like, try to enjoy your hair appointment. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But. It was so wild too, because at my hair appointment, my hairdresser and I, I don't know, you just, we're not like super close. It's not like we hang out outside of that, but like we talk, you know, so she knows my life and she knows Graham lives with us and we were moving. And so, you know, she knew that my sister had passed recently. So Mm -hmm. I'm like sharing like my sister passed and then, you know, then we had like we've had five power outages like we're trying to move and she knew like all of this stuff like we were just up against a lot you know and literally while i'm there you know i'm having this conversation and i almost start just like crying and she was like i'm so sorry she had just set my hair and was like do you need to go do you just stay i was like and you had told me like you should stay and just enjoy your time because it's scene when you get back here yeah. <laughs> i mean basically leading up to that 
you know, you were at your hair appointment. I had brought home pizza for the kids and your mom and Graham. And Graham, like, is like, oh, I'm ready to go back to my downstairs apartment for the evening. Mm-hmm. She, you hear her go down the spiral staircase. And then you just hear, oh, my gosh, it's coming out of everywhere. <laughs> and mom and I just look at each other and the kids are up there. And I was just like, I think I need to go downstairs. Yeah. And it was, I didn't know how to go about it. So I just basically reached out to anybody I knew. And literally, I mean, at, at the end, towards the end of the night, we had, let's see. So our, our neighbor came. Then our next door neighbor even offered their shop vac. Mm-hmm. There were six of six, us downstairs yeah. at the night. And one and of that the th- started around, around dinner time. Yeah. I mean, we didn't okay. end until 1030. Yeah. It was late. 1045, somewhere in there. Yeah. Because the water or the rain came in waves. So there was like a round two. Yeah. It just never, it felt like it never stopped. Yeah. Well, the second time around, we were like looking at the drains to see if it would drain fast enough for mm-hmm. that second round of rain. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically looking like looking at a tub. Yeah. Try to drain fast enough. Yeah. It was, there are just, there are so many thoughts that I have. Yeah. <laughs> I think one thing is just recognition of God's timing of everything because my mom was there. Yeah. I was at an appointment and so there's no way that Graham could have yep. handled the kids on her yep. own in that time. You know, just as awful as that situation felt in the moment, I yep. can look back and see how the Lord really just allowed certain pieces to be in place in yep. order for that to get taken care of, yep. you know, and you and the guys who are helping, you know, yeah. thank the Lord for them. Yep. And honestly, I feel like we need to give our realtor a shout out. Josh, yeah, Josh Redman. If you're in the Lynchburg area, don't go with anyone else. Like you'd literally be shooting yourself in the foot if you yeah. went with any other realtor. He is the best of the best, unmatched, mm-hmm. unmatched in responsiveness. Yeah, he was out there till 1030. Yeah, like and just, then his teammate, uh, Owen, yeah. was also out there. and Amazing. Just, yeah. Josh Redman, don't go with anyone else. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, just so God's timing of things yeah. in, in, in all of that. Um, and another thing is just the need for community. Yeah. Community can't be fabricated it's not forced you can't force it yeah and it's also not something you find it's really much more something that you cultivate and so when you are faced in situations where you need to rely on your community Mm -hmm. if you have not been cultivating like relationships with people yeah you are gonna look alongside you and be like where you know where are my people nobody's gonna be there you know and so yeah i think it's just it's really not it's not fabricated. It's not forced. It's not found. It's cultivated. And that situation really helped me to, or maybe just reminded me of how important community really is and how it really does take a village, not just to raise children, but like for everything in life, like you need people in your corner and, you know, some, sometimes more than others, but there are definitely moments in life where you just need, you need people right. to be there, you know? And 
And then, you know, you know, vice versa, like people need you at, you know, certain time moments Mm -hmm. in life. And so that experience really just reminded me of how important community is. Right. Yeah. It also was really cool to see how it's important to know who your neighbor is too. Yeah. And we got a ton of help from Kim and Tim and we've known them like basically since the whole time we've lived there. Yeah. Yeah. But Kim's willingness to just like come over and, you know, pull out water from the entrances and even that next door neighbor who I'd never really interacted with. I don't know if it's like her son Mm. that just Mm -hmm. happened to be there Mm -hmm. because I know it's like an elderly lady that lived there. Yeah. Like offered to help. And so that's one of the things that I hope to do. Like we've already met one of our neighbors here. Yep. But just being able to know who it is that you live with and around ends up being a real asset. It goes alongside the concept of having and knowing uh, your community and like cultivating that and mm-hmm. like and making an intentional investment in meeting your neighbor or spending time with them was something that became really obvious during that time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the guys that I do the Bible study with, I mean, without question, they just showed up. Mm-hmm. Ray had his sump pump. Jacob stayed out there. I mean, he's got two kids. Yeah. And was there the whole night. Yeah. And just, you know, it really shows you like who your friends are. Yep. Because they're willing to help get Graham's stuff out of the yeah. floor. And Yeah. It was so unfortunate too because she had that day just finished packing yeah. all of her things and they were all in boxes on the floor. And right. so... It just, yeah, it was such an unfortunate situation. I think the other thing that it just reminded me of of community was, I think it's Ephesians 4 where it talks about, um, and they had all things, or maybe it's in Acts, when they had all things in common. I, it made me think about how maybe that, I always thought about that as like the way we think or the way that we act. Yeah. had all things in common. Yep. And it made me added this like experience yeah like you experience something or you go through something together and that creates sometimes a unity that's a really beautiful thing we don't have to think the same way we don't have to act the same way but sometimes we've just gone through something together and that shared experience causes us to have Mm -hmm. this deeper bond in some Mm -hmm. you know way that's even hard to explain but it just made me realize that oh Maybe sometimes having things in common with people isn't just being similar or being mm-hmm. the same, but going through things together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was, man, I was like on such an adrenaline rush. I did not sleep well yeah. that night. Oh my gosh. I was, yeah, there were so many thoughts of just like, what is Graham's stuff yeah. salvageable? And then even just, you know, the handoff of, cause we were leasing back that house, just giving it to our, you know, the new owners. Yeah. Not how I wanted that to go at all for them. It's their first house. And like, it's such a beautiful house. I'm, I was so excited for them to have that, you know? And like, yeah, I just hated that. So I was thinking about that. I was thinking about, um, just how the heck are we (laughs) going to pack all of our things now? Like, right. And so, and it was just so stressful. And honestly, I was like, what's next? Right. Yeah. (laughs) What the heck is next? Yeah. And 
so that i mean that was the night that we met the owner yeah for the first time it's just like oh my gosh this is a terrible I, terrible yeah, context I literally like and with tears in my eyes that i hate that this is the yeah. way that i'm right. meeting you for the first time yeah but anyways the um the following day was another one of those examples of just the cultivated community that you have yeah. because obviously because of the delay of having to clean up the apartment downstairs thursday night it really pushed everything back mm-hmm. in terms of our ability to get things ready for the moving trucks to show up yeah. 8:30 on saturday yeah we basically still had our entire like pantry area and kitchen and kitchen yeah not packed yeah not yet packed and and then we also had delayed some of the things that you couldn't pack until the day of or the day before, mm-hmm. which was like baby things that you just right. need to have in order yeah. for them to live. Yeah. And the way that we were kind of moving was that we had movers scheduled to come load the truck at 8 a.m. on Saturday <laughs> and then they would hold our things we would go to the house to the new house that night so we needed like overnight things for the house and then the movers would come the next day on sunday and unload everything so we had to in the midst of packing you're thinking okay what's going on the truck and staying versus what What am i taking with me yeah in the house yeah and so i think shout out to a couple of people again on friday because there was no way in heck yeah we could have completely like we could have finished that out yeah i think by far like man gracie yes what gracie we love you (laughs) (laughs) and she was there she was like literally i'm gonna be there as soon as i can i'm gonna stay as long as i need to yeah and without her we would have not been able to do it definitely not and then even just for moral support like yeah she can attest to this but my head was just a fog yeah i couldn't even process to know where to get packing and so i just felt so my like my mind was so traumatized from the previous night's events that i couldn't even think straight and so she was just so incredibly she was there throughout the week too yeah just just like helping out her support as a friend yeah plus her help was like and our kids love her oh yeah yeah so it's just like man Gracie came, Yemi and AJ came, Yemi brought a friend. Yeah. Um, the Browns. The Browns Jonathan were and there. Hannah. Uh, Micah was there. was there. Sam was there. <laughs> Two guys from work, yeah, Robert and Trent right. showed up. Yeah. Who had like an exam to do. Yeah. Certification exam to do on Monday. And like, I mean, it was a slammed house. Yeah. And I texted these people at 3 p.m. on Friday being like, hey, um, let me actually take you up on that offer or, Hey, <laughs> I need help Yeah. because yeah. this would have never happened. Like we would never be able to do this on our own. And my goodness, it was so helpful to have everybody show up, know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And like at that point we were just so done with it that I was like, screw it. Let's just put it in a box yep. and get as many boxes as we need. Yeah. Um, and, Man, they they knocked it out. Yeah, they crushed it. They crushed it. And we would have never been able to do that on our own. And having friends like that or people around you like that mm-hmm. to be able to tap into in at a moment's notice for them to show yeah. up and actually like help you out. It's so meaningful. Yeah. It's, it's so just like, meaningful. man, I like we take that for granted. I know. And then yeah. you in a time like that, 
you realize how important it is for you to be able to have a network of people that when you ask them, they, they show up and they get crapped on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just such a, well, one, it tells, tells you the quality of the people that we are friends with. Like they're just top notch people. Yeah. Top notch human beings who are just willing to pack things up for us mm-hmm. at a moment's notice, mm-hmm. you know, clean up floors yeah. when they're flooded at a moment's notice. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was just over and over through that 48 hour period has reminded me of the truly takes a village not to raise a child, not only to raise a child, but it also tra- takes a village to, to move <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or, or to, or to weather actual hardships, life transitions, life transitions yeah. calamities, yeah. natural disasters. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I felt so blessed by having everybody around us. Yeah just pour out and man it's been so crazy i've not even been able to like individually reach out to everybody up to this point but i am so grateful for each and every one of you if you happen to be listening to this yeah because one you guys are awesome and two we would have never been able to do that yes without your help we would have been packing through the night We'd still easily be packing. yeah we would still be packing <laughs> for a move that happened two weeks ago <laughs> Or was a week ago, I guess. Yeah, a week ago. Yep. So we got everything done Friday night with the help of our amazing friends. Yeah. And Saturday, the movers came. And let me tell you what. My there goodness. Were four guys. And these guys were amazing. amazing. American movers. Is that what they're called? Something. I'll, I'll put the actual yeah, p- name. These guys were unreal. Unreal. Like just. Fantastic. So amazing. They literally loaded our entire house yeah, onto right. a trucks in three hours right literally three hours Everything. yeah it was just unreal to watch yeah. like room by room and they were so meticulous and how they did things and remember Careful. things they mm-hmm. packed things they disassembled beds and dressers and furniture and yeah. had all these blankets and things ways of packing mirrors and just absolutely top-notch yeah. And, oh my gosh. So amazing. Packed up all our stuff. We headed to Charlotte, stayed the night. Movers came the next day. Mm-hmm. Ama- again, crushed it in three right. hours. Literally nothing in our house was damaged. Nothing no. except for like th- two or three Ikea glasses. Yeah. And they were trying to write up a report and I'm like, literally, dude, like these yeah. <laughs> don't cost anything. I like, can drive I'm up not, the road. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Yep. <laughs> but like, I was just amazed like nothing was damaged Mm -hmm. it was amazing and they were amazing and yeah then they like reassembled all our furniture in their respective rooms and yeah put everything in the right place for the most part like as well as yeah i mean they probably did as well as if not better than i would have been able to do myself yep yep and so yeah and ever since sunday basically afternoon when everything was unloaded yeah you, my love, have been absolutely crushing it. Thanks, dear. Because we are sitting in our house today completely unpacked. Yeah. Like there is not a single box in our entire house of ours that isn't in its rightful place. And so I know that's part just like how you're wired. Because yeah. <laughs> I could probably live in boxes for a little bit longer than you can. <laughs> yeah. But you've made this house a home. 
in a week's time and it has just been wild to just watch you just go room by room by room and unbox everything even like the fact that we decided to prioritize making our kids living situation to normalize what their life is as much as possible over even our own bedroom, like thinking through things like that. I'm I'm just thankful for you, for you to be able to really push through and get everything unpacked because here we are sitting in our house Mm -hmm. and it's crazy. It's like a home. Yeah. It's like our furniture in a house. So it's familiar and unfamiliar at the same time. It feels like an Airbnb, but with all of our furniture. Right. (laughs) This feels really weird. Yeah, it really does. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely just been, I don't know. How have you felt over the last two weeks? Uh, I feel like I am, like, I haven't even been able to cry very much about my sister's death, you know? And so... I feel like with everything with this house and just all of the craziness of the natural disasters that were happening in Lynchburg at the time, you know, before we left, it was just like, what the heck is happening? And then after we leave, there's like landslides. Yeah. She's like, what is happening? What is happening there? (laughs) Yeah. But I don't even feel like I've had time to just like allow myself to grieve. And I'm, so I'm like feeling like... I feel like something's about to switch on to me and I'm like, I'm scared for it to switch on because I don't know if I'll switch off. You know, if I start crying, I don't know if I'll be able to stop. So I am thankful to be like settled in here and to feel like we have created like our little, you know, space of Eden, you know, like our little space of delight where we can just rest and learn new rhythms Mm -hmm. and build new community here and because i'm also you know it's it's i mean grieving the loss of my sister but also there's a lot of loss of just the community that we're leaving behind just amazing community church community like just you know people that you work with like just so many amazing relationships that we have like i literally could start crying because i'm just so thankful for Yep. the relationships that we have built in our time in Lynchburg. Mm-hmm. And as like I told myself leaving Lynchburg, I will not let everything happening like with the flood <laughs> <laughs> leave a bad taste in my mouth. I refuse because yeah. it has just been such a good place for our yeah. family to start our family, you know, and you know, my memories of my babies will always be there <laughs> in that house <laughs> And I am just so thankful for the friendships, the mom friends, you know, I've been able to build relationships with people that I've worked with in the past, you Mm -hmm. know, just so many incredible people that I'm leaving behind. And so that's really sad to me. And, you know, like community takes time to build and it's going to take a long time to rebuild those kind of relationships, you know, and so... I'm feeling thankful to be here, (laughs) thankful to maybe excited for what the Lord has for our family here. But also like there is in the midst of that, a sadness of just what we've in moving towards something, you're leaving something behind too, you know? And so I am in the process of just kind of grieving that, that loss, you know, because for me, it's a lot of loss. It's kind of mixed in it. And with loss of, you know, my actual sister and, yeah. 
And so that's kind of how I feel about it. What about you? Yeah, with a move, there's more than just boxes you have to unpack. Yeah. In that you realize, you know, the reason for me I would refuse to have a bad taste in my mouth is because the very thing that launched us to be able to come here Mm -hmm. was community was like our friends was you know everybody that came by throughout the week yeah everybody that helped us out over the last 48 hour period prior to us leaving and so it's um now that we have everything unpacked here having to now work through okay what's life going to look like here yeah there's a certain excitement about it because you know it's a new place and you can invest in new relationships and meet new people but there's also that sadness that you feel because you are leaving the people behind that the very people that help you get to where you're at today yeah literally for us yeah because we would have not been able to come here were it not for those people people. yeah and so it's it is bittersweet and yet for me you know there's still a sense of i don't know excitement but then also fear yeah of like what's it gonna be being here and then at the end of the day too it's not like we're not that we're gonna i don't see us going back to lynchburg like every weekend but thankfully it's not across the country right like if we had to we can go back and so that's just a nice thought that you know it's not that terribly far away and so i think for us really where I'm at with it is just trying to just trust in the Lord's direction, provision, Mm -hmm. guidance, and we're just going to take the next step. And obviously leaving Lynchburg was like increasingly challenging as we approached the move (laughs) deadline for whatever reason. Yeah. And um, I was just reminded of like what Jacob said when (laughs) he was cleaning up the basement and he's like, was there something that God wanted you to do and you didn't do it? So it's now flooding on your house. (laughs) He's like, were you supposed to move to Nineveh? Yeah, were you supposed to go to Nineveh and <laughs> going to Tarshish instead? And so, um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think there's always a correlation with things like that. But yeah. I feel like I build a lot of my security on systems I'm able to set in place right. or like my house being a certain way or the comfort of relationships there are all these things that I find security in. And I felt like in that time, the Lord was just like Hmm. taking them away one by one and not in like a cruel way, but in a way where he was really testing my faith and asking, will you still trust me? Like, do you trust that I'm enough if you don't have this? And so with everything that he kept taking away and every time I'd be like, don't do one more thing. God, don't you dare do one more thing. Like I can't handle one more thing. One more thing would happen. And I just felt like God was really like testing and asking me, like removing those securities Mm -hmm. and asking me, do you still trust me? Mm -hmm. Do you really trust me? And I finally got to a point where I was like, I have no other choice but to trust you. Like what else do I have? You know? You kind of, when those things are stripped away, you get to a point where you're like, I have nothing else but you. Right. I hope I better be able to trust you, God, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think for us here, it is it is a lesson of just continued faith and yeah. trusting that God will continue to provide for us. And, and he has. And he has. And we can just look back and 
know that that's always been true for us. Yeah. That, you know, he's been doing it exceedingly and abundantly more. And so we have to stand firm in that faith to be able to just continue to like live every day, basically. I mean, like that's how you have to approach it at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. Otherwise, it's going to make you feel like you're, it's up to you when Mm -hmm. it's not. And the Lord works because of you or in spite of you. And so that's the thing that we have to rely on at the end of the day. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.